at my first year here, uh, Jack Roslick threw it in the group chat, mm-hmm. and I didn't think the boys were going to find out. <laughs> how somehow he dug it up, and I wasn't happy, but it is what it is. So waiting on royalties from my dad for that, by the way. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Welcome to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Jamie Thomas alongside Tyler Esquivel. Um, are you a co-host? We're just trying to figure out where. I think so. Yeah. I think, but if, I, if I'm going to be a co-host, I have to have like my own segment somehow. <laughs> I and I do, I do a lot of pondering, yeah, yeah. you know, in the mornings, you know, whether it's in the shower or on the way to work. <laughs> Mostly on the way to work. Yeah. Um, focus on cleaning myself. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that is that is the main reason why you're in the shower. I, well, yeah, I'd yeah, like I to hope think. so. I yeah. hope. <laughs> anyway. Right, on, on to the pondering. Yeah. So car. I yeah. don't know. If, if you guys, the viewers, uh, or, or you, have yeah. any ideas of what I could do, I have a few thoughts we can discuss off off air yeah we have a lot of time between podcasts. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Winnipeg Jets off for two days. I know. And well-deserved. Oh, yeah. They played a lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of game time decisions <laughs> going on lately. So I think it was like, you know what? Let's just everybody have a little rest here. I just got a, a text from a buddy who there's a meme out right now and it says, um, it's a photo of a cop and the rest of the NHL realizing they haven't seen Connor, Shifley, and Velarde play in the same line yet. Yeah. And the guy's like, Mother of God. Yeah. yeah. So which brings me to our first point of the podcast, uh, re- the return of Kyle Connor last night. And I, I think there's a few things we can get into on this one, Tyler, is the fact that how quickly it happened. Because the injury happens in Anaheim on December 10th and five weeks and a couple of days, I believe. Yeah. Kyle Connor's back in the lineup. So we've been watching this happen. You see players skate on the ice. And the common denominator is people saying he looks pretty good when he was skating. It didn't look like a guy that had injured his knee. Right. I mean, you, you go to his first uh, media session, which happened to be before the game. Yeah. And he basically alluded to the fact that, you know, Gabe was a bit more sticky on what kind of brace he was wearing. And I had heard was that. It, was it three or four braces? Well, or I'm something? not exactly sure the number, but all I had heard um, on the internal side of things was that, yeah, he was just being very meticulous about what kind of brace it was. Yeah. And Kyle, I think Kyle was kind of making fun of him a little bit. <laughs> I think it was. Because yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah, I just picked a brace and went like it was whatever so hey everybody's different yeah um, I, like did you have any picky things when you oh, were growing up 100 percent. like there's a but i think with this is totally different with, like with my parents like if you're picky about food you're like eat it anyways and now yeah true there's our little things you know growing watching my kids grow up my one kid didn't like if her sleeve was touching her glove they're just weird yeah little things that everybody has their quirks yeah like when i was playing hockey you know, my dad, you know, when I was really young, he would tie my skates, mm-hmm. but I refused to pull my socks tight. Uh, so my sock would be like this on my foot and I'd just ram it into the skate. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're uh, everybody's got their picky things, but I thought it was really funny that Kyle was very open and kind of chirping game. And very bit. dry uh, the way he did it. Like, it's just a yeah. dry chirp, very well done. Yes. And that's what I mean. And of course, you just heard Neil Pionk off the top of the show. Nobody better than Dry Chirp than Neil P. Of course, he'll be our guest a little yes. bit later on the podcast. But speaking of Kyle Connor, we'll talk about his performance uh, against um, the New York Islanders in his return to the lineup. But first, here's Kyle Connor on his quick return to the lineup after his knee injury. Like you said, I kind of looked at it as a challenge and learning experience of, you know, what, like you said, this is kind of the first injury I've had dealt with for quite some time to be out. Um, and yeah, I learned a lot about the MCL and the knee and, um, you know, recovery exercise rehabbing and, and stuff to you know enhance everything around it and 
Um, you know, obviously patience is a key when you're when you're in a situation like this. You know, obviously, you know, we're all competitive athletes and want to be on the ice every chance you can get. But, you know, at times you need to know when to kind of hold back and, um, you know, not push out days as well. All right. There's so very impressive stuff the way he did and the way he handled it. He wanted to be on the ice as soon as possible. And, and you have to love that because it, it as as good as the Jets were playing, it must have been high, hard for Kyle to sit back and watch. Yeah, when you're a competitor like that, you yeah. want to be out there. But obviously, the Jets have been playing well. You know, I mean, there's a there's an eight game win streak in there, right? Mm-hmm. Too. So, the pressure to come back probably isn't as much. Uh, you know, is if things are going well, and you know, Mark Shifley goes down, maybe that altered the timeline a little bit. Who really knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great to see Kyle back in there. I mean, he made one play where it was a, a quick drive to the net, kind of off a nothing zone entry. I remember looking at you last night, going. That's nice to have back. He, he didn't look like a guy that had missed five and a half weeks, he basically. He played 19 minutes, which yeah. is the standard like time for a top-line forward. Yeah, and so th- what I found interesting, too, with Rick Bonus beforehand going into the Islander game on Tuesday was that he didn't say, we're going to ease him back in the lineup. No. Which is what we heard about Gabe Velarde, yeah. right? And, and typically with guys coming back from injury yeah. in there was this no organization, like, that's always been the approach. Yeah. No, not last night. So maybe Kyle had said something before, but uh, great to have Kyle Connor back in the lineup. And, you know, Paul, I listened to Paul Edmonds and Mitch in the pregame show yesterday on CJOB and Power 97. Paul made a very good point. Like, you get Velarde back, you lose Kyle Connor. You get Kyle Connor back, you've lost Mark Shifley. They've not been together yet yeah. outside of the preseason and a little bit to start the year. So we're waiting to see how that looks. And the constant thing, another thing, too, is you're always like, how does this, when this guy comes back, what does it mean for so and so? Yeah, I mean, in this league, you 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 can't really play fantasy hockey like no. that. a little bit to steal a line from Adam Lowry on his interview with Sarah yeah. last night, um, because you just never know what's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like you you have all these grandioso plans in your in your head, thinking you know we're going to be awesome with this this and this guy are all in the lineup, but in reality, that that may never happen. So knock on wood. Um, but I think, you know, the things are looking up for the Winnipeg Jets. they got a few days off right now. They don't play until Saturday in Ottawa and then have another day of rest before taking on Boston and then obviously the home-and-home home with Toronto to, to close things out. What a Pretty, way to close out the first yeah, pseudo-first half. Especially going into the All-Star game. Like yeah. It's kind of like, you know, a bit of an exhibition in, in a way for uh, for hockey fans here in Canada. Um, Gabe Velarde, we talked about him and his, his uh, knee brace and the comeback from his knee injury as well. But what I will say, after the game against Philadelphia – Someone had asked him, you know, do you tip your hat to the goaltender, how well he played that night? Because after they got shut up by the Philadelphia Flyers. And I found this very interesting because we'll listen to Gabe Velarde's comment about being shut out and having to tip the hat to the goaltender. And I'm trying to remember his name from the Flyers. Erson? Erson, yes. Thank you. I Erson, yes. Although I heard there was some controversy on pronunciation. There always is with uh, this. But here on Ground Control, he is Erson. Just for now, and leading into this clip, here's Gabe Velarde following the 2 nothing loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. No, I don't, I don't tip hat to anybody, I think. Um, it's just, we didn't score. You gotta find ways, you gotta get in front of the goal, you gotta um, jab at pucks in front and keep uh, keep battling and when your stick battles in front. And I mean, yeah, we had a lot of good looks. So you have to love when someone says what you have to do, but it's another thing to do it. And yeah. <laughs> Velarde literally does that in the first goal against the New York Islanders uh, to make it one nothing. So it was great to see that work out. And it's funny when someone says that and immediately does it the next game, it's great to see. Another thing that was great to see on top of Kyle Connor returning to the lineup, Gabe Velarde following up on what he said they had to do. Mason Appleton, 25 games have gone by. And finally, the puck goes in the net. So yeah. Um, 
I want to talk about a couple of things, Tyler. First off, have you ever seen a goaltender lose? And I, we were, I was sitting beside you, and you're like, the goal is uh, Sorokin's lost his blade. <laughs> I, that's a rare one. And, I mean, you saw the point shot that came in that knocked it out. Like, yeah. That was on the money. Yeah. Like, it could not have been more, like, pinpoint accurate. Um, and, no, I mean, kudos to the Winnipeg Jets for realizing, mm-hmm. A, what had happened, and then getting – the Islanders into a situation and Sorokin where he had to go side to side because they knew he couldn't push off with that yeah. that right skate. So, man, pretty good. Yeah, it, Neil Pionk scored a goal. It, it was wild because uh, you talk about the Jets not getting puck luck against the Flyers. Well, they had all kinds of puck luck yeah, in that second period. And so on top of that, Mason Appleton scores a goal Goes behind the red line, just throws it in front, goes off Sorokin's pad and into the net. So here's Mason Appleton on ending the drought, finally. It's, you know, it can be tough. Uh, like you said, it's not always in my job description, but, you know, I had a hot start to the year scoring, and then you go on a stretch like that, you're kind of uh, gripping it a little bit. Uh, it's funny, I was aimlessly just shooting pucks in the net after practice yesterday, and Arneal came up to me, he's like, just take a breath, get around the net, and you know what will happen for you. So, uh, yeah, it's just just nice to see one go in. And- well, ordinarily, we do the mailbag here, but I, I take fault for this because when you put a tweet together and you post it, I found that if you got too wordy and then I put the question at the end, yeah. people don't read that question and then deliver. The previous week, we had great response. Uh, so my question was, who should be joining um, Connor Hellebuck and Rick Bonus at the All-Star Game in Toronto? To me, it would be Mark Shifley. Did you get any responses? I didn't get any responses because I have to literally, it's it's on me. I have to put question of the day oh dear. for ground control. No responses, my fault. But uh, to me, it's Mark Shifley. It's real tough. Yeah, it's, yeah sure. Yeah. Shifes, Nikolai would have been fun too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the two, Rick and, Rick and Connor, they'll have fun. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I, I mean, good for Rick Bonus. Almost went last year very close, I believe. Very. That we, I think we lost the game. I think it was a game in Dallas that we, that yeah. we ended up losing that kind of Took that away from him. Yeah, but. now he's back. Now he's getting. He gets to go to the All Star Game. So uh, congratulations, to Rick Bonus, and clearly to Connor Hellebuck, who we've mentioned in the podcast before. Um, some good, some good, interesting news coming out today, right before we started the podcast. And I, if we had the breaking news, yeah, yeah, dude, so loot, loot. We knew this was coming. At some point, we knew Amazon was going to dip their foot into the NHL pool. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, for those that aren't clued in, uh, Bally Sports, which I believe is was is or was owned by what diamond Diamond sports Sports group or uh you know there was some question marks as to what the regional broadcasting rights were going to be uh with them going forward uh due to some financial issues i believe that's a lot of financial issues a lot (laughs) um amazon has stepped up and i believe purchased them and that's going to affect all the regional broadcasting rights for a lot of i think 11 11 nhl teams i believe okay 11 nhl teams but then also mlb and nba so Obviously, don't know the timeline, but uh, fans in those markets will be able to watch games on Amazon Prime at some point. At some point in the future, here. So Amazon had their their foot in the pool of the NFL. They have the Thursday night game, um, which right. you have to have an Amazon Prime in the United States. Of course, up here we well, have and different. Then the, the NFL game the other night on Peacock. Yeah. We don't have do – we, can you get Peacock in Canada? No, I don't think so. I, I don't have it, so yeah, clearly not because no, I have every other one. Well, we're fortunate that we have TSN. You can watch the games anyways yeah. regardless. We don't Shout have to Shout out to our regional broadcast That's partner. Right. Thank you, for regional broadcast partner, for not <laughs> only hosting Jets games and allowing us to watch NFL games uh, if we were not subscribed to Peacock or Amazon Prime. So great news there in terms of a regional. That all ties into money, right? That's, that is great news. the only news. reason why we're here. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. Another thing that works – 
as we move on. Neil Pion coming up here momentarily as the play of the week. And um, well, we know Neil didn't make it. <laughs> I have a, I feel like I have a bit of a batcher back and forth with Neil. So he, anyway. did he make the play? He, it's not him. It, it is Joshua T. Morrissey. Even though we, it's Morrissey's middle name does not start with a T. But no. it's just a joke with Mitch no. and I and yourself. Um, those are Mitch's jokes. He gives everybody a, a random letter uh, <laughs> as a middle name. So Jamie. W. Thomas. Yeah, that's okay. accurate. Okay. It but is? Joshua T. Morris, W is the middle name. <laughs> wow, so, <yeah>. nice. <laughs> not even not even knowing that on, on hand. But uh, play of the week, we uh, Daniel Moss, of course, who uh, does the editing of this podcast, the important part of it. Um, we had a banter back and forth. I felt it should have been the roommates. Uh, remember when Dale, Dylan Sandberg went behind the net yes. against Columbus through a nice yeah, pass out to nice. Cole Perfetti? That was nice. But after further conversation with Daniel Moss, Daniel S. Moss, uh, we decided that it's going to be, I guess that's Stewart. wrong. <laughs> We're going to go to the play of the week, and it's courtesy of Joshua Morrissey. Towards center ice. Bean will step up. He gave it away to Lowry, who will truck inside the zone. On the far side, Morrissey moving in. Shoots and scores! What a blast by Josh Morrissey. Walked into that slap shot off the rush. A great pass by Lowry, and it's 3 nothing. Winnipeg. Hi, I'm Mason Appleton, and this is the Ground Control Podcast. Uh, Neil, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, we'll get right to it off the top. So I've seen you get underneath the skin of opponents. Clearly, you have that edge with teammates, and obviously, you know, with four brothers, you have that as well. So I just want to show you a video, and I just said I'd asked Mason Appleton about the last person he'd want to watch an NFL game oh, with. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I don't know if you've seen this I at have. all. Go okay, ahead, but I would never watch a game with Pionk. Uh, <laughs> you know, Schmidt, maybe I could do yeah. just because he's always. kind of nice. Yeah, he's yeah. always buzzed. You know, yeah. he's just in a good mood all the time. But, like, I think me and P would maybe end up fighting each other. <laughs> Okay, so when did you know you had this gift to get underneath people's skin? Uh, probably started pretty early, like you said, with uh, growing up with four brothers, um, always throwing jabs at each other mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Um, and I'm sure they were very immature a long time ago, but uh, that kind of just led into, into locker room banter. That's one of my favorite things about coming to the rink every mm -hmm. day and, and uh, you know, making the guys laugh or doing whatever it is. On the flip side of that, you got to be able to take some of it too. So For sure. You know, those social media videos come out and guys are throwing jabs at me. It is what it is. The, yeah, the, the baseball, the commercial video <laughs> yeah. has to come up often, right? Is that that oh, must yeah. be abused at this point. Yeah, um, my first year here, uh, Jack Roslick threw it in the group chat, mm -hmm. and I didn't think the boys were going to find out <laughs> how somehow he dug it up, and I wasn't happy, but it is what it is. Still waiting on royalties from my dad for that, by the way. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, I asked this about Adam Lauer. He's got a big family. He's got three siblings. You have four. So I, I pose this question to you. What are the power rankings with you, Corbin, Nate, Joe, and Aaron? From your parents' perspective. Parents' perspective, well, the baby's the favorite, right? So Aaron's one. <clears throat> That's the easy one. The The rest gets a little murky. Um, so is it well, Aaron's one with both mom and dad? Oh, mom and dad, not even close. It's it, mama's boy, everything. Yeah. You know, he was the baby of the family. Um, Does he feed off? Like, he takes advantage of this, obviously? Oh, yeah. yeah. He grew up taking advantage of it. And then the funny part is that he started, you know, he, he would always get the benefit of the doubt until mm -hmm. about probably 9, 10, 11 years old. Because then he started crying wolf, you know, saying that we were doing things that we weren't actually doing. Um, but, of course, they sided with him. So he goes one. Mm -hmm. um, I know these, these, are, these are in flux at all times. Yeah, so course. as of this moment. Let's as just, of this moment? Yeah. 
well, for the sake of the podcast, I'll put myself, I'll just put myself last just to, just to not get any nasty texts yeah. after this. Right. Uh, Cause Karen's going to see this. Probably, yeah, of so. course. Of yeah. course. Well, so we'll go Aaron one, uh, Corbin, my oldest brother just had a baby girl two months ago. So he's two. Congrats uncle. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, so he's, he's two right now. Cause he's getting a lot of attention with, with Rainy, the, the new baby. Mm-hmm. And then Nate and Joe, another toss up. We'll go, uh, we'll go Joe three, Nate four, me five. Okay. Fair. Um, mentors trip. Your dad, Scott, came on it. What was your favorite moment with your dad? Favorite moment? He's not going to like that I say this, but I beat him five straight games of cribbage in the plane. So it was funny. We played uh, 12 total games. Mm-hmm. And on the way to San Jose, to Arizona, and to uh, Anaheim, he beat me 6-1. to one. And I was down 6-1 on the flight home, and I beat him in five straight. And uh, I think his quote on the plane was, "I'll be thoroughly examining the cards when we get off the plane." So that was yeah, that it's was not fun. it's not Dad's fault at all. Yeah, it's, 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 from my perspective, that was that was uh, that's the most fun for him. Um, he's been getting into golf, mm-hmm. so I think uh, us golfing together, playing a little scramble together, was pretty fun. Um, so that was that was probably his highlight. We all have something from every one of our parents. So what would your mom say? Would she look at you? You're so much like your dad. What would that um, trait be? <clears throat> probably the the hockey mindset the coaching mindset mm-hmm. he's been a, a coach of youth hockey for over 20 years now um and i always kind of clicked that way i kind of ticked that way ever since i was young um the story that she tells and i was just telling this in the locker room today guys with kids all around um i was just learning to count in school and my mom went in to pick me up one day and, and the teacher said you know he, he knows a lot of numbers he's really good at counting but he's missing some numbers and i don't know why so she wrote down all the numbers that I said, you know, it was like three, five, seven, nine, ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen, and wrote them all down. And my mom could figure it out. She gave it to my dad, and my dad looked at it. He said, "That's our roster." So I knew the roster by heart, but I didn't. I didn't wow. know all the numbers. Okay. So that's that's kind of where it started. And if if you would ask, if you were to ask my parents, you know, what is what do I take from my dad? It would probably be that the hockey mindset, coaching mindset. Okay. What about from your mom? From my mom. <clears throat> Hmm. I was a marketing major in college. Okay. I think she was too. So from that business perspective, um, that's probably what I get from her. Um, being decisive. Mm-hmm. My dad's very indecisive. My okay. mom's very decisive. So when we go on vacations. Um, she runs the show. She, she'll she plan everything out and kind of run the show. And then I remember the one time I went on vacation with my dad, Joe, and myself, and I ran it. Because mm-hmm. I was making all the decisions, telling us Because you watched your mom. Do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and a few of us are decisive and then a few of the brothers are indecisive. So it's, it's a good mix. Of course. Um, rumor has it, your dad grabbed the clipboard first on the road trip. Is that true? He had to have. Yeah. (laughs) He's, he's always drawn up plays. Um, holiday cup. We had heard about this, uh, before the heritage classic in Regina. Is it still going? And if it isn't, is there another form of it going on right now? And tell people what it was actually first off. Yeah. So the holiday cup started, I think when I was, I had to be about, um, probably nine or 10 years old. It was uh, myself and Nate uh, and Joe. Joe was probably old enough to play at the time. The Amit brothers. Wyatt Amit currently plays for the Colorado Eagles in the American League. Um, the Kepke brothers. I played high school at Travis, and then Cole Kepke plays for Tampa uh, in Syracuse. Um, and we would get together on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we would play <clears throat> some form of hockey. If the lake was frozen on Thanksgiving, we would go play on the lake. If not, we'd play in the driveway. And then on Christmas, we would play on the lake or in the driveway. Sometimes we would go to Hermantown's rink. 
and we would play older brothers versus younger brothers. So it was me, Travis, Wade versus Nate, Joe, or um, Nate, Cole, and Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And then we'd play, you know, we'd play best of three or best of five, whatever it was. And of course, when we got older, it got more physical. And, oh, um, no doubt. Yeah, it's uh, some uh, some funny stories. But then, so fast forward to today, um, obviously we're all over the, the U.S. and Canada now, so it's it's kind of hard to meet up, but we do meet up in the summer. The past two summers, we've done the Holiday Cup, not on a holiday specifically, but we did older brothers versus younger brothers in a golf tournament. Um, we just did uh, best ball, and then both years it came down to hole 18, which was come on incredible. So it was actually flipped. Last year, we were down two with three holes to play, and we won the last three holes. This past summer, um, we were up two with three to play. Same course, same situation, just flipped. I had a three and a half foot putt to seal the deal and win the match. And yeah. I, I putted it about a foot, left it about two feet short. <laughs> so, and then, and then they beat us on 18. So, uh, yeah, it's, they won last year. We weren't happy about it, but we gave them too many strokes, by the way, if, they of course. Listen, if they're listening to this. Yeah. Well, you have to send the video out just for, yeah, for, for that purpose. Um, the hip check is is a is a is a hit that isn't used very often anymore. Why did you decide to perfect it, and then why do you t- continue to use it here and there? Of course, um, <clears throat> I think it's just nature of the beast. I remember I did it a couple times in junior, and kind of the same thing. I was smaller in junior. I wasn't the smallest, but I was smaller, so I was naturally lower than most guys. Um, and it's not something I go into games saying, oh, I'm going to do it tonight. Yeah, um, It's one of those things where I'm trying to cut a guy off or angle a guy. He makes a nice move to the inside, and I'm just I'm trying to get a piece of him on the way back. Um, obviously, there's certain ways to do it and legal ways to do it. Um, and that's just kind of where it, where it stems from. How much do you enjoy it? And, and you listen, whenever it happens, because it happens so infrequently, fans love it. Like, do you enjoy do, throwing the odd occasional hip check there, here and there? <laughs> If it gets the crowd riled up, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun. Um, again, it's there's been times where I've missed too, mm-hmm. right? Like you go in and, and you miss the guy, and then you feel like an idiot because you took a bad angle. Yeah. Um, so you know, if you if you can get the guy, preferably with your shoulder, of course. Um, but if you can get a piece of him, it, it helps throughout the game and it fires the crowd up. Speaking of fired up, uh, you finished with a silver medal in the team fantasy football league. Did what type of champion is Mark Shifley? So obviously this is a, it's a, it's, so does he talk about it lots? No, it, no, yeah. he was, he was good about it. He's a he gracious was, champion. He, he was gracious. Yeah. No, yeah. we, we had a little banter before the game, but, um, Vladdy Nemestikov is my assistant GM. I want that on record. He's my assistant GM. I'm the GM. <laughs> yeah. Um, I brought him on. I'm going to ask you about that in half afterwards, but carry on, please. Yeah, I brought him on this year. Um, he was a good ad. We had an exit interview. We'll, we'll talk about his future. Uh, no, it was good though. We, we, uh, we had Shife in the championship and we put up 67 points, our season low all year. He put up 148, so it didn't matter anyways, but um, a little disappointing at the end. Yeah, so what? What? So talk about getting Vladdy on board with you in that one. Is this just to bring more people closer? Yeah, so. The, had you heard about him? Had, had he had some skills? Did he apply for the job? What was his resume like? All that I, stuff. I had no idea. Um, you know, ownership came to me, said we had to fill this position. We had the budget to do so. Uh, no, in all seriousness, we this started last year. We wanted to get everybody involved who wanted to be involved. <clears throat> and then Vladdy got traded to us after the deadline, 
last year and then this summer he was texting guys asking to join a team mm -hmm. and i took him on you know so it was, it was good actually we, we had a good uh good relationship with it and he's easy to work with it seems very. like it yeah very he was he was always on the waiver wire checking guys out and we were going back and forth it was it was good so he's in charge of personnel or is he kind of the scout that's looking for players to join he's kind of the day-to-day -day guy i'm okay. the big picture guy so he'll give me a little ins and outs on each guy and, and i'm the big picture after you just told us what you did earlier that makes the most yeah, sense exactly uh listen thanks so much for doing this good luck the rest of the way and uh, all the best thank you okay so you have a pretty good back and forth going with neil and what i had to ask the question off the top because of the way mason appleton had reacted when asking about if he could watch a game with neil peon right he said he couldn't do it they ended up watching that game they, well they did they yes yeah, so peonk told me after that we taped the podcast that they appleton and him ended up watching the game but green bay ran away from it so there wasn't very much a big conversation afterwards. Yeah, so, you, but you know my allegiances in the NFL, and yeah, we Sunday can. was a tough day. It's it's amazing how much the NFL drives things. It's 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 in the Jets dressing room. They have a fantasy league and, and all that stuff. Uh, we talk about it. I'm a Dolphins fan. There was a miserable, also a tough day. There was a flame out, totally uh, in the cold weather of Kansas City against the defending Super Bowl champions. I mean, are, are you shocked? No, I try to believe every year. Same way as uh, as you should. Yeah. Uh, so the I. Cowboys flame out against the the Green Bay Packers. So there's everybody's texting me after they beat the Eagles. Oh, this, this team's legit. I'm like, uh, no, watch. you don't know. Just watch. The same with the Dolphins in December and January. It's Thank just not. Our mutual friend uh, Jesse Pollock tweeted something about the Dallas Maple Leafs, which oh, that's which uh, it's not funny. <laughs> Speaking of, a, a, it was a great conversation with Neil Pionk. Uh, obviously, very good at getting anybody's skin. Yep. You have a pretty good back and forth with him. Obviously, we were going traveling with him. That's, that's yeah. That's, I mean, we visited him in his hometown a few summers yeah. back and sort of started that relationship. It's just a good banter back and forth. Always checking in. Yeah, how you doing? Type he's, stuff. He's a good guy. Really good guy. He's he's kind of one of those guys where you, you pass him in the hallway, you're like Neil, <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> Yeah, he was what are you yelling, up to today. Yeah, he was yelling at me about the Dodgers trying to buy a championship. Yeah, a little while back. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Okay, Twins. See, congrats, you beat the Jays. Yeah, <laughs> the, Ooh. I know. And actually, that was another great conversation with him afterwards. As I said, are you more of a Vikings fan or a, a Twins fan? He says he's a Twins fan. So bigger really? Twins fan than Vikings fan. That's that's shocking. Yeah, he says he listens to a lot of uh, the games on the radio during the summer, which makes a lot of sense. You, I've seen the scenery, where. Neil Spencer Summers. Yeah, he says that I was on the radio often uh, when they're at old their soul. place. Just listening on the radio, it's probably got like one of those antennas. Baseball is good on the radio. I can't. Baseball, I'll watch the playoffs. I'm mm -hmm. I'll watch the highlights. I care. I don't 100%. care. 100%. Do you know what that, you know what I mean by that? I care, but I don't care. Yeah. Playoffs are fun to watch. I agree with you. It's a yeah. it's a big commitment. 162 games. I get it. Yeah, uh, having covered the Blue Jays for a long time, it's a long season, especially when they're out of it. Baseball can be even longer. I used to cover our local yeah. Gold Eyes back yeah. in the day when I first graduated, and you know I got paid like 50 bucks to like write a little brief, and inevitably like every game would go to extra innings, <laughs> and I would be there so long. Which in in hindsight, I don't know why I did. Yeah, I didn't have to do any post game interviews. I probably could have just written that story from home. But you were just so excited to have the job and the gig that you just did. So that so there was that. Yeah, and when I covered. You know, there was no media meal, but you get a little voucher and you can go to any one of the kiosks. And, you know, when you're 21 free, free years food. old, free food. Oh, absolutely. A little, little uh, hamburger or some pierogies. 
it was pretty good. Yeah, baseball. So here's the another quick fact. Like I guess baseball games are down like 30 minutes because of the change of the rules, which is good. Yeah, the pitch clock. Uh, yeah. Apparently, the average game last year was 2:39 as opposed to 3:09 the previous year. So uh, baseball good. made the right choice because of our lack of patience to stick around for three hours for a broadcast. Well, that's um, fair. Hopefully, you've had a lot of patience and stuck around for this whole podcast. Uh, Tyler and I've had a lot of fun. I believe. Yeah, I think your- so. I can't can confirm. Um, you will be in this chair while I'm in, uh, I believe, Boston when we tape this podcast. Yes, in Toronto. you're going on the road. Yeah, you excited my, for that? Uh, my one road trip. Uh, nice. We have some great guests lined up. I have Ryan Bonus, the son of Rick Bonus, of course, the associate general manager of the Ottawa Senators, and of course, uh, Jets' first round draft pick, Colby Barlow. Marzi. Going out to Owen Sound. Looks older than both you and I. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think he said he had his growing facial hair by 17. Which is pretty much how old he was when the Jets drafted him. So oh, wow. And that hair. He's got thick it's mane a little, of hair. It's a little wild. It's a little unkempt. Yeah, it told me in Penticton it takes a while to get that that uh, under I control. Bet. I bet. So we all we've all been there, obviously, in our yeah, lifetime. Especially during the COVID when you couldn't get a haircut. <laughs> Although it didn't really matter. Yeah, no. No one saw you. You just wear a toque. <laughs> we just spent a lot of time with masks on. Yep. Another time for that story. Thank you so much for joining us here on Ground Control. Thanks for watching, slash listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah.